We're on week five, our last week of the Jonah series, and um, this week is Jonah's disappointment. Have you ever been disappointed about something? Never? Never? You're perfect. You've never been disappointed. You never wanted something that wasn't quite what you thought it was or anything like that. I've been like that. I've been disappointed. I, I remember... You know, I remember as a kid, I wanted something, and I couldn't wait to get it, and I finally got it, and it wasn't exactly what I thought it would be. I do that today as an adult. I, I, I get excited about an app. I think the app's going to do what the app says it's going to do, and I download the app, and it's not what I thought it was. It's disappointing. This is Jonah's disappointment, but it's not a disappointment in which we're going to really care for him to have. As we, so let's kind of recap what's happening. We know that Jonah is a what of God? A prophet. Very good. We know that he's a prophet of God. And God called him to Nineveh. But where did he want to go instead? Tarshish. So he gets on a boat and he's heading to the boat. And what happens to the boat and the weather and all that? Yes, and so... What did the pagan, and that's very important for us to understand, these were pagans, um, they did not believe in God. What did these crew members do? Yeah, and so what? So they threw him off the ship, and then where did Jonah land? In a fish. So he lands in a fish, and he's in the fish, and he begins to pray, and God, and then he is split out on dry land, actually the uh, the. Hebrew word there is to vomit. He vomited him up on dry land. And then he tells him to go back where? Nineveh. And now he goes in and he preaches. And he only says a few words. And what happens to the people? They what? They confess and they turn away. Now we are into here. So Jonah goes outside the city and he sits there and he waits. Because what he's hoping for is God bring down the fire. He's hoping to see Solomon and Gomorrah. He's hoping to see the um, um, flames swoosh down and destroy the city. This is what he wanted. But he's not going to get it. He's going to be very disappointed. Because see, Jonah is a prophet and he does know what God is going to do. But he never really fully understands who God is. He never gets it fully about the compassion of who God needs to be and what God is. Now, yes, I believe that God is love. Now, I do also believe that God is very just. But one thing we see here is these people repented in turn. These are not people who, who, who said whatever and they're going to continue. That's what happened in Solomon Gomorrah. They get confronted by the angels. And what happens? They wanted to take the angels and do some very bad things to them. They did not turn from their ways. That's why Lot's wife turned into salt. He said, do not look, and he turned. There is wrath with God. That is still the same loving God that spared the men of us. But the difference is there's a repentance of heart here. So we're going to look at two things that we need to understand. And, and where it was Jonah's disappointment. It is where we need to really learn, because I want to tell you, as a church, 
And as students, I see this, that y'all want compassion upon yourselves, but you do not want to share that compassion to anyone else. And that scares me. So let's look at this. First, let's look at the prophet's anger. The prophet's anger. So verses 1 through 4, we see the prophet's anger. So, so I want to talk about this. So he, he's displeased, and he prayed to the Lord and said, O oh Lord, is, the, is, this, is not this what I had said I, that I was yet in my country? He says, is this why I told you what would happen? This is why I hasted and fleed to Tarshish. I knew that you would be gracious and merciful. Slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and repentance for disaster. He's praising God and cursing God in the same verse. Just like in James chapter 3 says our tongue does. Therefore, now, O Lord, please take my life from me. It is better for me to die than to live. So let's talk about this. Jonah's angry. He's angry that God is gracious. He is angry that God is loving. He's angry that God is steadfast. And then he prays a certain type of prayer. He prays first. He prays, Napshai, my soul. He also prays the Hebrew word, Chariye, I looked that up, and that's how it was. Chariye, my life, are to live. See, these two expressions occur in Jonah's first prayer that we see in the fish, where he is grateful for his life and was brought up from the pit in Jonah 2.6, and that he was fainting life, soul, and revived in, in Jonah 2.7. But here, ironically, when God extends that same mercy, that same steadfast love, that same compassion to the Ninevites, Jonah wishes his life and soul to be taken. So my soul, my life, he wants that his soul and life to be taken because he is so angry. And what does God say? He says, do you do well to be angry? He's asking him a question. He's basically saying, why are you so angry? And, and guys, one of the things we have to realize is Jonah is disappointed because God was exactly who he knew God would be. Look what he says. This is what I knew what would happen. I knew you would do these things. What I, what I concern about a lot of times with us is that we, sometimes I think we do not share with people because we know exactly that God's going to be exactly who he's going to be. See, it, it's really easy to share with people you like. Okay. I like Abigail. I can share with Abigail. But if I don't like somebody, I don't want to share because guess what? I know God will be exactly 
who he says he's going to be. See, we're not so far from Jonah. See, we want to show God to the ones we like, and we think they deserve love and mercy. But we do not want to show um, God to the ones that we don't think deserve love and mercy. Let me just tell you, it's not our job to pick and choose, just like it was not Jonah's. God's going to ask us to show love to people who we don't want to show love to. I've seen that happen in my life. Some things I've experienced firsthand, some things I have not. One of those is a professor in, in New Orleans. I'm not New Orleans, he was in Atlanta, Extension. And his daughter was raped and murdered. And him and his wife, with tears, went to the trial and publicly forgave them and told the judge that they did not believe in the death penalty and asked that his life be spared and forgave him and said that they loved him. Now, I know a lot of you do not have kids yet. (laughs) I know you do not have kids yet, and you don't understand what that love of a parent is yet. And let me just tell you, as one, although my kids are still young, That's a hard thing to begin to think about. And none of us in this room maybe have fully experienced something like that, but sometimes we have a hard time sharing the love of God, even to someone with something very minor. We want to pick and choose who receives God's love. I'm guilty of that. And we have to be cautious. Because see, that's what Jonah's disappointment was, that God was God. We should never be disappointed that God was being God. He's going to forgive people. I'm going to tell you, there's some people in my high school class, we're about to celebrate our 20-year anniversary. I'm in charge of that. I was senior class president. I know, a big surprise. Senior class president. And so, you know, we're, we're all getting together and, and all this. And, and, and one of the things is that people don't get about me is that some of these people were very mean to me. You know, they were. Believe it or not, I was not popular. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was picked on a lot. But they're amazed when, they're call- when I'm calling, I'm talking to them. I treat it like nothing ever happened. And, and that has aggravated some people I went to school with because they know how some of these people have treated me, and they just don't understand. And I said, so do you want to be judged how you were 20 years ago? They said, well, no. I said, neither do they. Because people change. People are not the same. And some of these people have changed so much that I'd probably be friends with them over the ones I was friends with 20 years ago. Because I have changed too. We need to show the grace of God. even when we don't feel like it. The Lord's compassion, 5 through 11. So here's the remainder part of this, what God does. And God being the loving God that He is, He continually, and the great teacher that He is, He continually teaches and points out Jonah's flaw here. And look at what God does. 
God begins to appoint things to happen. So Jonah's waiting out of the city and set to the east of the city and made a booth for himself there. So basically it was like a big stand. And he sat under it in the shade till, uh, 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 till, till he should see what would become of the city. So basically he built this little shed. He sat underneath it and he was waiting. Well, anything about, you got to know about how sun and stuff. So that means the shade will eventually sh- uh, shift. It won't be completely shady all the time. So God begins to appoint some things to happen here. Now the Lord appointed a plant and made it come up and over Jonah that it might shade over his head to save him from his discomfort. Okay? So the first thing, let's look at what God appointed here. First, he appoints a plant to provide a shade. Okay? So he appoints a plant, provided shade. This plant was probably a castor oil plant, they, uh, they assume, but the name plant that's used here is only used here in Jonah, nowhere else in the Old Testament. This is the only time that this word is used in the Old Testament. So we're not 100% sure what planted it. But most scholars would say it's kind of like a castor oil plant. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they have really large leaves. Their leaves are very, um, very extended, and they would have been very common in that area. So a lot of people believe that might be what that was. And then he's happy. Well, now, the next day, God appointed a worm. And this worm attacks the plant, and the plant nearly dies immediately. And so, the, the worm attacks the plant, so it withers. And look at verse 8. Then the sun rose, and God appointed scorching east winds, and the suns beat down on the head of Jonah so that he was faint. Now the scorching wind's sun... Now it's caused him to be faint. All this was appointed by who? God. God appointed the plant, the worm, and the scorching wind. And for the first time, we finally see Jonah express anger. Look at what happened here. And he said that he might die, and said, It is better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, Do you do well to be angry for this plant? He finally expresses anger over a plant perishing, but not the 120,000 people in Nineveh. He finally expresses anger. He finally shows, his, he, he, he shows some type of emotion. We didn't really see even much emotion when he was in the fish. The words that were used in the Old Testament um, for when he was in the fish were not even expressive words. We don't even see truly expressive Hebrew words till we get to, uh, to chapter 4. When he's mad about the Ninevites living and when he gets mad that a plant dies. So as God had appointed the worm, appointed the the east, we we see that God appointed these things, and now he questions the justice of Jonah's anger over this destruction and plant. 
And finally, he is showing some type of concern over something perishing. But it's not, but it's over a plant. And not the 120,000 people who do not know their right hand from their left. In other words, when he says that word, he says, look, they don't know right or wrong, but yet you're more concerned over a plant. Guys, look, look in your life right now. See, Jonah's disappointment was that God was going to be God. And now Jonah's disappointment is that God killed something that brought him joy in a plant, but yet he didn't understand. He says, what, what does he say about the plant? What does God say? He said, "Did you, you didn't grow this. You didn't create this. You didn't see this. And yet, you were angry over it dying. His point is, I created each one of those people in that city. I know them. I know them like you'll never know them. But yet, you have no feeling for their life. Guys, this is what happens when we, we can act the same way. When we get more upset about what we want, or by an item, or something else over a person. I was going to show this video, but I, I'm afraid that y'all would get too distracted by it. But I'll, I'll set the tone. It's the day after Thanksgiving. And they open the stores. And there's these items, and these people literally are crushing each other to grab these items and they're fighting over these items because they're marked down by 10 bucks. It's called Black, Black Friday. And, 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 and there was a video where it showed a montage of all this and literally people just like hurting each other and, and hitting each other and, and just killing each other over an object. And look, the, the, the thing, the reason I'm showing you that is that that here they are, human beings caring more about an object than they are about another human being. And we can be the same way if we're not careful. And he is caring more about what this plant did for him and who, what this plant is than he is about the people in Nineveh. These people needed Jesus. And God points that out. He says, they don't know. And they needed you. But instead of you, you halfway did this, but yet they came alive because of my word. It's a reminder, too, that God doesn't really need us. God is asking us to share his word, and that's to all people. And I love this, because God's showing another little sense here at the end. And Jonah would not allow God to have compassion on the Nineveh for the sake of the 120,000 people whom God created and cared for. Will Jonah not allow God to have compassion on Nineveh for the sake of the animals? Look what he asks here in verse 11. And should not I have pity on Nineveh, the great city, in which uh, there were more than 120,000 people who do not know their right from the left hand, and they also much cattle. In other words, 
would you at least care about the cows? Will you at least care about the cattle? Since after all, Jonah was willing to have compassion on a plant. He says, if I kill them, would they not at least, if I destroy the city, it would destroy the cows too. Will you have compassion on that? Now here's the funny thing. This is where it stops. This is it. This is all of Jonah. There's not to be continued. We don't know anything more about Jonah after that. We do know that he is mentioned in the New Testament, but not sometimes in a great way. <laughs> He's mentioned about the resurrection and the belly, and that's about it. <laughs> His compassion, or not lack of, is mentioned one other time. There's not much about Jonah. You do not find Jonah in the Hall of Faith. You do not find Jonah. And trust me, there's plenty of people in the Hall of Faith who messed up. <laughs> you do not find Jonah really mentioned much, but he's here. Why is he here? I think it's just like Drew put in the title here, the Jonah and all of us, because I think we all can be like Jonah. I think God can call us to things and we want to go our own way. I think when we are caught, we feel guilt in the moment and we pray, but yet never really change sometimes. And yet when God sends us back out again, we do it, but we do it not with the right attitude. And then we get mad or disappointed when God is God. I think we do that. And I think we can get so concentrated on the things we want instead of what God wants to do. And let me just tell you guys, let's, let's just um, bring it down real. You've got to be who God has asked you to be. And you've got to have compassion over other people. Look around. I know we're a little low tonight, but look around. There's people missing from these seats because they didn't feel like they were cared for. There are people missing out of your lives because they don't think they're as important. And I'm not talking about people who, who always have to be the center of attention. I'm talking about people who literally have a need and they need it to be met. And they want to feel loved by you. They want to feel important. But they mostly need to see the life of God in you. And God's asked you to speak to some of them, and you have fell silent. Or maybe some of you just need to check your salvation and where you are with the Lord. I think some of us could be so much like Jonah in the sense we know that God is who he says he is, and we are afraid to let God be who he is because we know that means a change. That means something different. And for Jonah, he knew that meant a change. He hated these people. And I think sometimes we can have some really hate in our heart. And we got to let it go. Some of you hate your parents because of some things that have happened. And I, I, where, where some of y'all have been abandoned, and I understand you've been abandoned, but we hold a hate that we have to let go. Some of you have a hate or a hatred towards people in your school, or people in your life. Maybe it's a brother or sister. Maybe it's a, a former friend. I don't know. But there's some hate that has to be let go. 
And you have to allow God to be who he says he is. No matter how much it hurts. Well, Kent, you don't understand these people. And if I show them grace, they're definitely not going to show me grace. That's not how it works. That's not how this works. It's not scratch your back and they scratch yours. God says let him be God and he'll take care of the rest. No matter if they get something that you feel like they deserve or don't deserve, it doesn't really matter. But they do have a chance. But they do. God does want to show who he is to them. Let's pray. Holy Father, we love you and we thank you for this time as we're kind of looking and finishing here the last moment about who Jonah is and Jonah's disappointment. And Father, we ask right now that we can be exactly who you have called us to be. Father, we ask that we will have compassion on people and not on objects. Father, we ask right now that you just forgive us where we have failed you and we respond to your message tonight. We just give this time to you and you alone in your name. Amen. I'm in the back. Drew's in the back. If you need